friends welcome to be for real this is naya p and austin person <laughs> so welcome to be for real where you can always find candid and productive conversation about life but from the christian perspective um yeah we all know life can be weird sometimes and you just need someone to sit you down and be real with you and so that's what we're here for so just get comfortable and we about to get real so austin how you doing? I'm doing well. <laughs> well is good word. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> that'll go, right. That'll go. <laughs> right, that'll do. That'll do. Long week, long weekend. Yeah. I'm ready for this new round. <laughs> we, make, we are making it anyhow. <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> anyhow. So, yeah, <laughs> let's just get started with the verse of the day. We ain't got much to say. We're just going to get started. Okay, our verse of the day is Jeremiah 1 and 8. And it reads, Do not be afraid of their faces. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Mm. Don't, wow, talk about that. Talk about that. So I, I think that was just very fitting. Um, we didn't say what today was going to be about, but uh, today is our last day of about staying the course and to mm-hmm. stay the course even when you're discouraged. Mm-hmm. And so um, in reading the scripture, uh, actually my mother kind of gave it to me. And um, in discussing that with her, she was like, "They're gonna, the haters are going to say whatever they're going to say. Right. But just know what God says. He has the final say. Right. And so when they're saying what they're saying, when they're making the looks at you or whatever, be of good cheer. Right. <laughs> you know, because he's already delivered you. It's already in the spiritual realm, but just call it done in the natural realm. Yeah, for real. And not everybody's going to understand your calling mm-hmm. all the time. So you just kind of have to, kind of like what the word says, you can't look at their faces because that's what's going to discourage you and that's what's going to throw you off. And like he said, we were talking for the last time um, about staying the course, but this time we're talking about when you're discouraged, as he said. And I just could definitely feel, I know this for me and I know for Austin, like we all kind of are in a period where we're in something, we're in a blessing that God has given us, but we're all dealing with issues within the blessing. Because the thing is, even in good things, you know, there can be troubles and there will be hard times. But the thing is, you can't let that deter you from the fact that it's a blessing and that it's from God. And so... One of the things that we're talking about is you can't let that trouble that's coming to you make you bitter because the Lord, one, is your vindicator, and two, he's above you, and he knows much more than you do. And so, like, I was thinking about the example of Joseph when you were telling me about, well, along with the verse from Jeremiah about don't look at their faces, you know, but I was thinking about how in Joseph how God gave him a specific vision, mm-hmm. but he was casted out from his family because his family didn't understand it. Yeah. And so in that moment, it could feel like God is turning his back on him. Mm-hmm. But he chose to, you know, but he chose to see the fact that God is way ahead of him and knows more than him. And like little did they know he would, he would be in charge of them one day. And so you just have to think about the fact that whatever you're experiencing right now, kind of like what we talked about in the last episode, one, if it happens, if it's happening to you, it's going to work out for your good. Like mm-hmm. God doesn't okay things to come to you. Like everything that comes to you has to go through the hand of God first. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, I'm just to piggyback off of what you said. Um, I was just thinking about the place I'm in in my life right now. And I was thinking about when I have nothing, or when I feel like I have no one, I have my faith and my trust in God. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like that's what always delivers me from everything because God wants to show me favor just because I've stayed faithful to him. Mm-hmm. And even when I'm discouraged, I have that faith because I'm like, he never let, let he never leave you nor forsake you. He's never left me before. So why should I doubt it now? Right. And even though I might get in a funk and things might not be going my way, I know that God is my rock and he right. is my salvation. He is my fortress and he is a present help in a time of trouble. So when I stand on those words, I know that that can get me through. Right. Yeah. And so, like, the next point that I was going to bring up is praying for the people that are, like, causing the place that you're in to be Mm -hmm. bitter. You know, the word calls us to pray for our enemies. And so, even though that can be difficult, it's just like, why am I praying? Like, why would I pray for this person? (laughs) But the thing is, is the word is calling us to pray for... Let's find the scripture. (laughs) Let's find it. But while I'm talking is that the way Joyce Meyer explained it is we need to pray, uh, pray for their happiness because in order for a person to get to true happiness and to true joy, they have to experience Jesus and they have to experience what it's like to have an encounter with him. And so a lot of times the people that we run into that make um, the place that we're in bitter or like cause rifts in where we are or even the situations where we are, it's because, you know, they aren't really in tune with what God has for them. And, like, sometimes, like, adversaries are strategically placed because they're trying to, because God wants to get the best out of us. And that's what it's, that's really what it's all about. And so we have to think about the fact that if everything was easy and we could figure everything out in our own power, we wouldn't need a, we wouldn't need a reason to trust God. We wouldn't need a reason to get to know God better. If anything, God places adversaries in our, in our, like, in our path to help us to get to know him one and two so that we understand that in the midst of all this I'm still good and that I'm sovereign and so yeah the the scripture was Matthew 5 44 and it says but I say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spite who spitefully use you and persecute you I'm reading that I'm like Mm. Girl, what? <laughs> I gotta do what? All this, right? Bless them. Pray, like, why? Why? But thing is, is that in order, you know, you shining. Oh, my mom gave me the best thing yesterday. Um, talking to her about you know this kind of th- this topic, and she was saying that the light of Jesus is like a mirror to people, mm. and so. When you know Jesus well enough, it shines pe- It shines on people. And a lot of times that mirror is a reflection of them. You know, when you wake up first in the morning and you look a hot mess, your hair mm-hmm. messed up, you got crust in your eyes. And, you know, that's the version of you that you don't want anyone else to see because it's only it's only you that you see in the mirror in the morning. And so that's kind of what the light of Jesus does, because that's what he does for us. You know, he reflects. He shows us ourselves yeah. so that we can fix it. And when you have the light of Jesus and it shines on other people, it makes them uncomfortable. And so sometimes like that uncomfortability, if that's a word, (laughs) causes them to like react. And so in a way you have to take their offenses sometimes as you, how do I explain this? Like you have to take their offenses sometimes as the fact that they're uncomfortable with the fact that you're shining your light so bright. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I've been praying about a lot is that God removed people and things in my life that are not supposed to be there. Right. And I've been like, God, you know who's supposed to be in my life and you know who's not. And sometimes my flesh 
will have me to bring people back in my life and keep them in my life. But God knows that in order for me to get to the next level with him, I have to remove some people. Mm -hmm. I have to break some chains. I have to break some family ties. I have to, there's some things that he is telling me, okay, you're going on another level. Those people can't be involved. Those people can't be in it because they won't understand it. And then that's why also you have to watch who you reveal your blessings to. Mm-hmm. Because they will discourage you. Right. Oh, that don't make any sense. Da, 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 da. And they will, you know, put you down and say, oh, that's not going to happen. Oh, that won't happen. Uh, you're not capable of those things. So when God reveals a vision to you, you have to make sure that it's precious to you. Right. And that the people that you do tell, they're going to uplift you and build you up. They're not going to tear you down. Right. You have to be protective of it. I definitely felt mm-hmm. that and understood that in real life when um, I got the scholarship for the school. And if you hear us talking about a lot, a lot of, a lot about it, it, it's, yeah, it's life changing really. And so that was one of those things that it was such a great gift from God that if I really went into details about how much of a blessing it is, people wouldn't understand it because the first thing that people ask when you get something is how'd you get that? But the thing is, you know, my mom used to always say favor ain't fair. It's, it's tailored specifically to each person. Mm-hmm. Like the way God blesses me isn't going to be the way he's going to bless Austin. It's the way mm-hmm. he blesses Austin isn't going to be the way he blesses you. Each blessing that he gives to you is tailor made for you. And so a lot of people don't understand that, especially if they aren't deeply rooted in their relationship with God. So sometimes, so you have to be protective in the same way with Joseph, you know, like God was, he showed him favor. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that his brothers didn't understand that, but and that caused the rift in their family. But the thing is, is that favor ain't fair sometimes. <laughs> and so you just kind of have to take ownership of the fact that God has anointed me above others. Mm-hmm. And I have to take ownership of that thing. And that's not to say that you're better than anyone else. But the fact that you have tapped into what your calling is or what your blessing is for that season is, that's like that's something that not everybody gets. And mm-hmm. you just have to pray for those people that haven't gotten to that point. Yeah. And especially like those people who don't know that it is God, that's an opportunity for you to bless them and tell them, no, right. it was all God. Right. God did this for me. It had nothing to do with me. I, you know, one thing I've been praying, God, speak through me. God, reveal yourself through me. I've been praying that every day, you know, mm-hmm. when I wake up in the morning, God, speak through me, reveal yourself through me. Let them see the purity of my heart. Yeah. Let me see, let them see you, not me, you know? And so me praying that I want them to see, oh, no, that's not Austin. That's God. Yeah. God is revealing himself in me. And that's the one thing I, I continue to pray about because I'm like, in order for me to add more people to the kingdom and call more people to the kingdom, God has to use me as his vessel. Right. Because God is a spirit. And so me as a living being right now, he has, I'm doing what my duty is, which is for me to call people into the kingdom and bring people into the kingdom and uh, pray over them and take them to the places that God wants them to be taken to. Right. And the next point that we have is every Well, so something that you need to be aware of is the fact that each time you do go into a new season or you are given something new from God, because God understands how powerful you are and how much you're capable of and the level of things that you're accomplishing and that where you can go and how like how good of God is going to show himself through you. He'll do anything in his power to stop that meaning that he'll do anything in his power to keep you walking in circles. So you have to be aware of the fact that God, like how to explain this? You have to be aware of the fact that there are certain traps 
that are set in front of you on purpose because like because you know let's go to first peter so first peter five eight through nine says let's find it hold on (laughs) first peter five eight through nine it says be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour (laughs) seeking who he may devour Mm -hmm. so in a sense like like I said, he's aware of the things that you're capable of. But the thing is, is that I know that there are times where there are traps set in front of us that even though we're aware that they're traps, we're aware that it's wrong and we know that it's an issue, we don't even know how to deal with them. Because, you know, the other thing that we have to understand about temptation and the other thing we have to understand about falling is the fact that the devil doesn't tempt us with stuff we don't like. Mm. Like, <laughs> it's all stuff that's like that comes natural to us that's second nature that's easy for us to like grasp and so those are the things that he maximizes Mm -hmm. and so i say that wait go ahead go ahead and that's that's funny you say that because today uh shout out pastor low um he was telling us about sacrifice and he was like a sacrifice isn't something that you that you don't enjoy doing that you're just like oh you you know it's a old computer that you really don't use anymore that you give to somebody. Oh, I sacrificed that. No, that's not a sacrifice. Right. A sacrifice is giving giving that brand new computer that you love to use, but God told you give it to that homeless person. Right. God told you give it to a student that needs it more than you do. You can go get another one, give it to them because they can't. Right. You know that's a sacrifice. So saying, so going back to what you were saying, when you know a sacrifice is so precious and God uses us. How do I say this? Sorry, God uses us to sacrifice so that we can give it back to the kingdom, if that makes sense. So that we can bring people back to the kingdom, bring more people to the kingdom. Exactly. And so in being aware of the traps, yeah, that's the one thing that really came to mind is that like, like I said, there's a lot of times where we're aware of the traps and Mm -hmm. we're aware that like we need to fix this or we need to remove Mm -hmm. this, but we don't know exactly how to go about it. So Mm -hmm. for example, you know, you'll have an anger issue and you know you have an anger issue mm-hmm. but the thing is people keep making you angry so it's yeah. just like what do i even do with that anger issue like you know you have a lust issue but there's so many pretty mm-hmm. people around yeah. but the thing is is the word says in romans 12 and 2 you're transformed by the renewing of your mind yeah. that when i read that i understood that as you need to change the way you view your vices mm-hmm. you need to adjust your thinking and so yeah, and so you have to adjust the way you view the things that God is putting in front of you. Because a lot of times, like I said earlier, the impediments that are placed in front of us are all for our good and all for his glory. So you have to already go in each situation with the idea that God is already, like God is already taking, taking care of this. It's already solved. It's already resolved. And this isn't, like, this is bigger than me. And the thing that you're struggling with isn't bigger than you because God is bigger than bigger than it all. And so what I want to go into is how you have to be transparent with God and physically bring those issues to him. I know that an issue that I had was like anger was my issue. Mm -hmm. And not that I was going around fighting people. Like, (laughs) like, don't do that. Like, I wasn't wasn't going around like swinging on people, (laughs) bursting out in anger. But I know that I would have an issue 
and I would bury it and hold a sense of resentment towards them mm. and like hold it for a long time. And the thing is, is that, you know, and it would get to the point where I would have outbursts of anger or like it'll be, it, um, it'll be an issue. And people would be like, where did that come from? Like, we didn't even know you were capable of that. Like, wow. But <laughs> it was an issue. But the thing is, is that because I was so ashamed of it, in a sense, I kind of subconsciously hid it from God. Huh. And in a way, didn't want to be honest with God with the fact that I was angry. And so I just kind of got to a point one day where I was just like, God, I'm sick of being angry all yeah. the time. And like, it was just... But in me being able to bring that to him, he was able to reveal this is what's causing it and you need to deal with that. And so, like, find the things that you're ashamed of, um, God wants that. You know, the things that you feel like are too big for you or... I know that um, a habit that I'll have is that I will bring every other issue to God or I'll bring every other thing that I feel like I was struggling smaller into God to, like, in a way, give him some busy work so that he wouldn't see yeah. the real issue. When in reality, God wants us to be vulnerable with us because the thing is, is that the longer you wait to hide that big vice of yours mm-hmm. is what the devil is going to use to maximize off of. For example, in the Bible, one of the things that Moses was known for was his meekness and his obedience. Mm-hmm. But what he didn't address was the fact that he had an anger issue also. Yeah. And that's what caused him, cost him his promise. You know, we think about David, God got a man, a man after God's own heart, but he never, we never hear him bringing up the issue about him having a lust problem. And so, and that's what caused him, you know, that's what cost him his family. And we have to think about the fact that you have to be vulnerable with God because in those spaces, the devil can take advantage of. So you have to be honest with God, basically. Yeah. Uh, that that's really good. And my mom was telling me today, um, and discussing with her, she said, uh, you can't reveal things. No, I'm sorry. God can't reveal things until you are fully confident in what you already have. Mm. And so she was like, those insecurities, those, uh, the, the things that God has made you become you, the differences mm-hmm. that he made between y'all, unless you're confident in it. He can't reveal more things to you or take you to higher mm-hmm. levels because he's like, you're not appreciated. You're not giving thanks for what I've already given you. Right. You know, I've already made you perfect. I've already sculpted you perfect in my eyes. Right. You know, even though we're not perfect beings, he, you're perfect to him. He loves your spirit. And so, you know, going back to what you're saying about power, right? Watching what you're confessing, watching mm-hmm. what you're confessing over yourself. Right. You know, if you got to go in the mirror, I told uh, I told somebody this. I was like, if you have to go in the mirror and, and look in the mirror and write it down with a marker, mm-hmm. I am beautiful. I am smart. Right. You know, I am important to somebody. Uh, I am loved by God. If you have to go in there and confess those things, fake it till you make it. I heard a pastor say that. Yep. Fake it till you make it. Yep. You get, keep confessing it. Keep saying it over and over and over again. And watch how God changes that. Watch how you start believing that. Right. And so we have to think about the fact that the way you feel isn't invalidated and God doesn't invalidate that Mm -hmm. anger, um, frustration, lust, um, greed, like all Mm -hmm. those things are human emotions, sadness, um, irritation, like all those are human emotions. But the thing is, even though those are human emotions, the word also says that the same power that lives that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. That means that even though you have these fleshly desires, you have access to supernatural power. And that means, furthermore, that 
the things that you feel like are too big for your flesh, the same power is yeah. bigger than what you're dealing with. Yeah. So you have to tap into the fact that kind of what Austin was saying, like you have to tap into not feeding your flesh, but feeding the power that's already inside mm. of you. If like that power is already inside of you, but if you keep feeding your flesh, that's going to keep being the thing that's going to activate the actions that come out of you. Kind of like what we were saying in the last episode is that you are what you eat. Yeah. If you keep feeding your flesh things that like are already an issue, they're yeah. going to continue to be an issue. Yeah. But if you continue to feed the spirit, um, that's the thing that's going to grow. And that's going to think that's going to be the thing that continues to override in your in your life and in your spirit. And I think about, let's say LeBron James, right? If he's eating McDonald's and Whataburger mm-hmm. and Wendy's every day, then he won't look the way he's looking. If he's not lifting weights, if he's right. not training the right way, if he's not eating his fruits and vegetables. So you have to make sure you're feeding your spirit the kinds of things that it needs to be fed. When you're experiencing pain and sadness, you have to make sure you're feeding yourself with joy and love. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you're feeding yourself things that will uplift you, that will encourage you, not discourage you, not bring you down even lower. Right. Make sure that your spirit is uprooted from those evil and depressing and demonic things and move it with angel uh, angel things and with God and with love and with people that will actually build you up. Right. And the thing is, is that the word says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. So the things that we can physically see and the things that we're physically dealing with, that coworker that gets on your nerves, that guy that gets on your nerves, like the way your classes aren't going the way you expected them to, yeah. we don't, that's not, it's not all about the physical. We wrestle against like the principalities and the spirits in the, in the spiritual realm. And that's in Ephesians 6 and 12. And so we, I say that to say that, Basically, it's bigger than you. (laughs) So you can't let that discourage you or knock you off because even though the thing is is that because the devil knows what you're capable of again, he'll do what he can to narrow your perspective. And the thing is that our flesh already has a narrow perspective of what life is. And so in a way, we'll view so-and-so passing away as this is the end of where I'm like, this is the like, this is it. This is all I'm going to be able to access or like, this is all I'm going to be able to do. Or like you getting an F in that class and failing. Maybe I'm not smart. I don't have like, I'm not, I'm not enough. Or you, yeah, whatever you feel like you failed at, that's literally just one obstacle that's in between. Like you have to view it as that's just one obstacle that's in between you and what God has for you. So it's just a matter of you getting through it and just going through it. You know, <laughs> I love Beyonce. And so at the end of one, <laughs> I don't know. if you know me, you know, so <laughs> at the one of her songs, you know, the thing says like, that's why it's called going through it. You're not going to die. You're not going to get stuck there. You're going to survive. So it's just yeah. a matter of you have to keep going. And that's just where it is. Like you just, you can't get stopped and you, you can't like, you can't stop and you have to keep going. Did you have anything else to add? Um, yeah, actually, the scripture going based off of that Proverbs 16 and 3. Commit to the Lord mm-hmm. whatever you do, mm-hmm. and he will establish your plans. And so pretty much what is for you is for you. Right. And God has already signed and sealed and delivered it and sent it out. And, you know, it matters of are you going to listen to him? You know, sometimes going back to what we were talking about last week, sometimes he's going to sit you down. And say, hear me. And he's going to reveal some things to you. He might not reveal everything. He might give you a vision. But he might not tell you his direction. Right. And so you have to make sure you're in the word and staying in the word. 
and understanding that what is for you is for you and God has the final say. Right. And once you have that understanding, everything else won't matter. <laughs> right. Like you have to tap into the fact that you have to hold tight to the promise mm-hmm. that he gives you, regardless of what the situation may look like. For example, Abraham and Sarah, I feel like they, they well, I didn't feel like we, we read about it, yeah. <laughs> you know, about how they didn't, God promised them generations. Yeah. God promised them a legacy, mm-hmm. but in the physical, they could see that we too old to do this. Yeah. You know, yeah. this ain't gonna work. So, <laughs> um, but you have to hold tight to the in like in them not believing it, it caused more issues. Yeah. So you have to be aware of the fact that like what promises have God has God given you that because you don't believe it or you don't see it actually happening, that you're caught you're making more of a big mess because yeah. like you're just like ah, I don't I don't know. So for example, God has placed the vision in you like to be a photographer. You love to take pictures and you have a vision you have an eye that nobody else has. But like I don't have a camera. I don't even have the money to get a camera. But like use what you have. You know, I'm I'm doing a podcast on my phone right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like, you know, hey. you have to the things that God has for you, he's already giving you all the tools that you need. And even though that may not seem literal at the moment either pray for them or use what you have like you have to maximize the things that you have because if you allow yourself to be well allow yourself to stay in that discouraged beaten down place then that's where you're gonna stay you know and so it's just a matter of you have to love yourself enough and tap into the fact that god loves you so much that he's not gonna leave you he doesn't leave the righteous forsaken you trying to do the right thing you trying to pursue his heart he's going to provide for you and so the next thing that I have is like you have to let go of the idea that you can fix everything or that mm-hmm. you can handle everything. And a lot of times God takes it completely out of our control and sometimes doesn't give us everything that we quote unquote need because he wants to show us how in control he is. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, that's really good. I mean, you, you said it. And, you know, to let you know, crying is not a weakness. Mm-hmm. It's OK to cry out. It's OK to ask God why. God, I don't understand what's going on. But also make sure that you're praying and believing God that he's going to deliver you and carry you through it. You know, you can't have the mentality of being stuck in it. Like she said earlier, you can't have the mentality of, oh, this is just how it's going to be. And, you know, I'm I'm just going to be in this moment. This is it forever. No, you want things. You have the power of life and death, death in the power of your own tongue. Right. If you have life and death in the power of your own tongue, you can call those little things that God sees. You can call those things into existence. You can speak those things and call it done. So, you know, make sure... That, yeah, it's okay to be upset and it's okay to be sad sometimes. Make sure that's not the final level of you. Make sure that's not the last stage. There's level, there's stages to it. Mm-hmm. And make sure you finish your stages. Mm-hmm. I always think about how, I always say this to other girls, but like this is also in real life. Like if you really tapped into how much you worth, like nobody could tell you anything. And so like you, you start talking different, your demeanor is different. Once you tap into like mm-hmm. who's you are, like I am a Royal priesthood. Yeah, like I am yeah. called, I am chosen. I am mm-hmm. anointed. I don't care what my situation looks like. I know where I'm going. Yeah. And the thing is you have to tap into that. But I know at times, even though that's, you know, those things are, that's a truth. Sometimes the reality is, is that my situation doesn't look like that, but you have to also be aware of the fact that God takes it out of your control so that he can be in control. And the thing is, you'll burden yourself and ultimately slow down the process 
of where God is trying to get you because you're trying to carry things that aren't meant for you to carry. So like you aren't supposed so that friend that gossips to you and tells her all your business and wants you to be responsible for like figuring out a solution for them, that's not your responsibility. No. Like, you know, there's other examples, but like that's the one that like I see most often is the fact that people weigh themselves down with either other people's issues or like them I had I had a teacher that would always complain about like how the principal wasn't doing what the principal was supposed to be doing. And in the back of my head, I would be like, you're supposed to be, your season is to be a teacher. Yeah. And you're a great teacher. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you being distracted and being consumed with the things that other, that God has for other people is going to distract you. Like, you know, focus on your own plate. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you're going to get discouraged, stressed out, or like thinking about how I want to be a photographer. That's the, that's the most recent example I can think yeah. of. Like, <laughs> is that like, I want to be a photographer, but this other person, they're not even that good of a photographer, but they have the camera, they have the equipment, they have everything that they need. And like, I can't even get access to what I need, but I know I have a better gift. But the thing is that God is going to make an exceptional story out of you. Yeah. And they can't, I want to say, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't, not saying that they can't, God can't make a story out of the other person, but by you not being able to do it within your own power is what's going to attract people to God. Not the fact that you were able to get it in yourself. So, and yeah. Step it out on faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you just have to be aware of the things that, of the promises that God is giving you. So even when you are discouraged by, like, the surrounding circumstances, you have to focus on the fact that, like, what God has given, for, what God has given to me is for me. And so, yeah. Yeah. And... To add on to that, the scripture talks about in all things give thanks, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I have, I'm a strong believer in that he might not take you to the next level until you appreciate what you have gotten from this level. Right. You know, appreciate the growth and the maturity that he has given you now. If you can't appreciate that, if you can't appreciate the peace that passes all understanding, if you can't appreciate all of that, then he won't take you to that next level of right. where he's trying to get you through that love and hurt, you know, right. where he's trying to teach you how to do certain things. You know, you have to appreciate what he's already given to you now. And even though you might be discouraged of, why am I stuck right here? Why am I just in this position? Just know that there's time and levels to things. And you just have to wait and be patient. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that along with pursuing a vision that God is giving you, even when your circumstances don't align, I think about Jesus feeding the 5,000 when that boy only had two fish yeah. and five loaves. Like, you know, yeah. little homie was just trying to, you know, he just brought his little lunch. <laughs> little mama popping. Let's the whole school. <laughs> I just don't want my mama. <laughs> He's talking about, can I have some? Yeah. Like, I ain't, I ain't barely got none. So, like, yeah. but the thing is that what, how differently would that story have been had the boy shown up with food for the 5,000 plus? Yeah. You know, we wouldn't remember the story as Jesus feeding the 5,000. It would have been the little boy reading the 5,000. Yeah, yeah. And so you have to think about the fact that what are, are, are like kind of, kind of what Austin was saying is, are you appreciating and are you maximizing the two fish and five loaves that you have? Because, you know, how are you expecting mm-hmm. God to, mm-hmm. that's the thing is that a lot of us have an entitlement issue with God. Like wow. we walk out, we walk around with our hands out, like. God, right? Like, where are you? What do you? I, I'm doing all this for you, and you're not doing enough for me. But the thing is, one, God doesn't owe you anything. He gave you His only Son. So mm-hmm. in real life, in reality, He don't owe you nothing. nothing. So like at all, and you have to think about the fact that each thing that He does give us 
is from a place of grace and mercy, not from a place of how good or bad you are. Yeah. And I feel like we have the habit because we're like that as humans, we're reactionary. We feel yeah. like if I'm so good, this is going to be the return I get. If I'm nice to this person, they're going to be nice to me. If I invest this much, they're going to reinvest this much to me. But that's not necessarily how God works. That's the worldly system. That's not the godly system. Right. And that's and the thing is that each thing, God loves you so unconditionally. Really look into the word unconditionally. He <laughs> loves you so unconditionally in the sense that him loving you, him blessing you, him taking care of you and providing for you has nothing to do with you. And that's the best part of it. Yeah. And yeah. so kind of what Austin was saying is that when you tap into each thing that I have is a blessing from God in the sense that I couldn't have done anything to get it. You'll maximize those. You'll maximize those. And that's what's going to reproduce more blessings because you'll be more appreciative yeah. of the things that you already have. Yeah. And he'll use those things. Right. And he'll use them. And so, like, the last point that I have is your obedience, even when you don't understand everything or you don't see the provisions, whether it be financially or, like, a project or idea mm-hmm. or, you know, you're not getting the grades that you're wishing for, you have to um, see it as by you doing your best, God is going to honor that. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's going to give you more than that, more than you bargained or you exceedingly asked for. Abundantly exceedingly abundantly above. Abundantly above. And, like, he's going to give you more. But the thing is, are you being a good steward of the things that he's already given you? Yeah. And so that's where really where, like, we can end it is the fact that, like, when you're discouraged, you, one, have to be appreciative. Like, adjust your thinking to be appreciative of the things that God has already given you. And to understand that, one, he's promised you more. And, like, three, the fact that, like, he's going to honor the fact that you're continuing to go. So don't stop. Like, don't. Don't get stuck. Yeah. He just keep moving because God has already worked it out for you. Yeah, I mean, he said, "Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world." Yeah, the, you're included in this world. You're, you're, yeah. you might not, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. So even though you're on, you're on this world, he's overcome all of it. So don't worry. You know, God favors you. Don't have anxiety. He loves you, and you know, he wants to take you to the top. Mm-hmm. The best way, because I was a little confused because I was going through something, and Austin sent me that, and I was just like, "Why would you say that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean?" <laughs> Talking about be of good cheer because the world is overcome. I just had to keep reading it. Mm -hmm. And what God revealed to me was the fact that, like, regardless of what happens, Jesus wins. And so it's kind of like watching an old game where, like, Bulls versus Pistons, you know the Bulls are going to win. But you're just re-watching the game just to see the strategy and how he's going to work it out. And the thing is, when a fan watches those kind of games... And they're down in the first and second quarter. They are freaking out because they know at the end of the game, we're going to win. Yep. And so you have to have the mindset that regardless of we may be down in this quarter or we may be down in this half, but we know how the story ends. And so mm-hmm. regardless of how this situation is working out, like Jesus wins. So you just have to keep the faith, keep your head up and keep going. And, and <laughs> speaking of basketball, right? All the Bulls fans and the players knew they had Michael Jordan. Yep. All the Lakers fans, they knew they had Kobe. Lakers now, they know they have LeBron. Right. So why shouldn't we have the same mentality of, we know we're going to win, we have God. Right. We have Jesus. Have that same mentality. He's on, yeah, he's on our team. And, yeah. like, and he's a beast. Like, he good. Yeah. <laughs> that fool yeah. good. He, he to go. <laughs> bad boy. That, that boy good. <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening today. So you can subscribe. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Thank you so much for listening. We are climbing by the week. And yeah. like, even though we're still a little fresh, we really haven't even published it. And it's still growing. Yeah. And so we're just thankful for how good God has been through all this and speaking through us. So keep listening. Keep telling us what, like, what you want to hear. You can always DM us with the Instagrams in the bio. And so as you see in the last episode, we added a little new feature. So if you're listening to, if you're listening to us on Spotify, there will be a clip of a song at the end so that you can add to your playlist. I know a lot of times um, as believers, when we listen to our worship music, it gets a little redundant. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we're, we're trying to help you out. And actually, we want, I need some music, new music too. So, send us some music. We'll shout you out. And we want to know what you're listening to so that other people can know what they can be feeding themselves with. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Yeah. See you. Bye. <laughs>